Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of human civilization. Well, as long as it lasts. And if you'd like to take your experience up to levels that I don't think we've seen since, oh, the, the some epoch that I can't think of right now, but it would have been funny if I could. Is there something called the Upper Dryas period or something? There's something like that. But if I'd thought of that, it would have been funny. Anyway, if you like your experience to be maximized, the younger Dryas, there's no older Dryas? Why is there no older Dryas if there's a younger Dryas period? Well, I don't know. That's why you use a towel for it to dry your ass. But if you'd like this experience to be special, all you need is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tanker, chalice, a stein, a canteen, drink a flask, a vessel of any kind, fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine hit of the day. The thing that makes everything better is called the simultaneous sip. It happens now. Go. Oh, there is an older Dryas and a younger Dryas. All right, all right. Then my, my reference was correct. And much funnier than younger Dryas. Well, let's talk about all the things. Um, Trump is the uh, showman of all showmen, and he rarely misses an opportunity to get attention for free. So, of course, people have been asking him if he'd like to be the Speaker of the House, which would be a ridiculous thing if you're running for president. Would you agree? It would be kind of ridiculous for him to be the Speaker of the House while he's running for president. On the other hand, oh, my God, would it be fun and interesting and make a story. So, naturally, he, he backs Jim Jordan, so he's doing the, you know, the reasonable thing. But then he says he'd be open to doing it temporarily <laughs> just to unite the country. Now, I can't think of anything that would unite the country less than Trump <laughs> than Trump being the Speaker of the House. And of course he knows it. Of course he knows it. But just the fact that he doesn't close off that option is what makes him Trump. Anybody else would have done it wrong. Anybody else would have said... Oh, no, I'm running for president. I'm certainly not going to consider that. Oh, no, that would be crazy. I, I mean, all my attention is running for president. I don't want to you know, disappoint my, uh, my supporters by you know, diverting my attention and not being serious about running for president. I mean, that would be the obvious thing to say. But no, no. <laughs> Trump knows that if he dangles that little bit of possibility that he could be the Speaker of the House and then also president... Uh, and apparently it would give him two ways to be president. One would be impeaching Biden and Kamala Harris <laughs> as Speaker of the House, which would make him president, which would be the most awesome thing ever. But it would never get through the Senate, so it's, it's not, really a, not really a serious idea. Well, have you noticed that a lot of what we call politics, we've been, we've been bamboozled into thinking that mental health problems are political opinions. They're really not. <laughs> They're really not. Now, you could say there's a fine line between being emotional and invested and being just batshit crazy. Um, when I, I see Rob Reiner's name going by. Rob Reiner's not crazy. 
he, he may have some, uh, let's say, interest. <laughs> he, he does have some, uh, some uh, let's say, reported ties to the intelligence community. So to me, it just looks like he's doing a job. If you want to be not bothered by Rob Reiner, look at his tweets and then say to yourself, he looks like he's getting paid to do this. The moment you realize it looks like he's just doing a job, everything's fine. It doesn't bother you at all. <laughs> I, I do that myself. He used to bother the crap out of me. I'd see his tweets and I'd be like, why? Why? Why does he believe this nonsense? And then I realized he has intelligence connections. And I thought, oh, if I just looked at it like he was being paid to tweet, it wouldn't mean anything at all. That, so the last several tweets, I look at him and I go, well, suppose you were paid for that. It would look just like that. And then, then everything makes sense. But here are some of the topics which I think we've uh, conflated mental health with the science and the politics. Climate hysteria. Climate, climate change is you know, a scientific domain, and it's a political domain, but not the way we talk about it. The way we talk about it is with a mental health um, attitude first. You know, people are afraid and not having babies, and, you know, they think the world will end in 12 years. That's just bad mental health. But it gets mixed with this other stuff. Uh, the whole trans question is something real, but then on top of it, a whole bunch of bad mental health. Not just, I'm not talking about the people who are transitioning. Some of them also would have some mental health issues. But I'm talking about the ones, the parents, mostly the mothers. Uh, a lot of that looks like just bad mental health playing out. School shootings may or may not have something to do with bad mental health, but sure looks like it. Maybe it has something to do with the way they were treated, but don't know that for sure. Uh, what about the... Uh, fact that the, the Democrats are suggesting that MAGA supporters are domestic terrorists and there's an FBI unit to look for them. Do you think that could possibly happen in a country that didn't have a huge mental health TDS problem? I mean, that's just Trump derangement syndrome right there. So once again, uh, mental health has been conflated with policy because this is a policy based on bad mental health the idea that there's some group of mega people who are trying to overthrow the country. That's just bad mental health. Uh, how about uh, mandatory vaccinations and mandatory masks, given what we currently know? Given what we currently know, that's a mental health problem, wouldn't you say? I mean, there's also money involved, which is why we do anything. But the mask part, that's not even money. That's a mental health problem which also has a real component to it. So these are in domains that have something real about them. But the mask part is pretty much a mental health problem. Um, how about uh, the open borders and the sanctuary cities? There are no, there are no um, honest, mentally healthy people who are in favor of that. None. Not even one. And we, we pretend like these are like valid opinions and stuff. There's no valid opinion for keeping the border open. That's pure bad mental health and or the cartels are working with our government. So it's one of those things. But it's not like a policy question. 
It's either corruption or bad mental health. Mostly. Like two-thirds of it would be that. How about, uh, how about all the drugs and the suicides? Bad mental health. So we're, we're treating everything like it's a policy question when we're just like massively mentally unhealthy. And uh, is it getting worse? Oh, maybe. So uh, apparently September is being reported as the hottest September because of climate change. The hottest September. Do you think that the idea that we can measure the temperature of the Earth and then track the average over time, is that science or is that bad mental health? Or is it bad understanding of what can and cannot be done? Let, let, let me say with complete certainty, nobody can track the temperature of the Earth. <laughs> Not within a degree or two. No. No, I don't believe it for one second that we can confidently track the temperature of the whole Earth. I don't believe that for a second. And if you do, you have been brainwashed. Which is not to say we don't have some kind of a warming issue. Maybe we do. But the fact that we can measure the temperature within one degree is sort of hilarious. Uh, Well, I found out something more about... uh, that uh, Democrat leftist activist who got stabbed to death, and it was noted that uh, he and the journalist who got gunned down in his home had both uh, interacted with me on Twitter right before they died, or soon before they died. Now, I didn't know about either one of them, because I get a lot of critics, so it's not like I'd ever noticed their tweets. I don't think I'd ever responded to them before. But I found out, uh, so one of them, the one that got stabbed, the first instance I saw where he had interacted with me, I couldn't even tell if he was being a troll or a critic. It was sort of an obtuse kind of weird comment. So I wasn't sure, so sure he was criticizing me. But uh, uh, Andy No found uh, an older tweet uh, in which he had responded to something I said that was very smart, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, and his tweet on it was, damn, this is some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen. That was Ryan Carson. So uh, after he said that I had tweeted some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen, he was uh, slain by a knife because he was in a bad part of town. So um, I'm having a real tough time feeling bad for people who have been my critics. (laughs) Because here's the thing. If the only thing that these dipshits had done had been my critics, then I would feel bad for them. Because, you know, somebody dies, that's worse than somebody tweeting at you. But I feel like these two people are part of the larger problem that's fucking everybody up, which is letting crime into the cities and acting like it's okay. So, well, I'm just going to tell you who my next target is. So since some of you believe I can make people uh, die at a distance, I thought I would do a test. So I've picked uh, Chairman Xi of China for his uh, work in uh, not stopping the fentanyl, which we assume is intentional. And within the six months, within the next six months, 
I will be using my psychic powers uh, to give him a grave illness. Grave, I'm going to work on illness, not death. So he might be attached to tubes and stuff. But I'm going to go for within six months, uh, I'm going to try to take out Chairman Xi with my uh, mental powers. Now, don't tell him I'm doing this. It'll ruin the whole thing. All right. So that's uh, if you want to test my mental ability to kill people at a distance, just check on him in the next six months. Um, I've totally turned the corner on how upset I am about the news. And I swear to God, I'm not making this up. It's all starting to look funny to me. Even though it's terrible, and even though it's probably more dangerous than it's ever been, I can't help how funny it looks. Let me give you another example. Uh, Apparently, some Congress people are sleeping in the Capitol instead of walking home at night, because a number of them live within walking distance. Do you know why? Do you know why they sleep at the Capitol lots of times instead of walking home? It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous to walk a few blocks to their house. Too dangerous. Now, and uh, one of them says it would be crazy to have a car, to even own a car in D.C., because it's definitely going to get broken into or stolen. These are the people who are running the country who are afraid to go outdoors because that's how well they're running the country. You're running the country so well that you can't walk outdoors in the capital of the country. Good work, guys. Hey, good job. You can't go outside and you can't own a car. Remember when they said you won't own anything and you'd be happy? Well, these guys look pretty happy and they can't own a car. And they apparently have an apartment somewhere, but they can't use it because it's too dangerous to get to it. But they seem happy. I don't know. They seem happy is what I'm saying. So I think uh, Klaus was right. They can't own a car. They can't walk to their apartment, so there's no point in owning it. And they seem happy. So I think that prediction came true. Won't own anything. Um, So you know what the irony is if people are staying in the capital to stay safe? That on January 6th, we were worried about the, uh, the politicians who were hunkered down inside the capital. Do you know what would have been more dangerous than being hunkered down inside the Capitol while a band of angry people, some of them violent, were trying to get to them? What's the one thing that would be more dangerous than that? Walking to their apartments. That's all I'm saying. The only thing that would have been more dangerous that day on January 6th would have been leaving the Capitol and walking to their own apartment. Much more dangerous. And if they owned a car, twice as dangerous. So just know that's happening. Well, of course we have to talk about this wall that Biden's building, but he's totally not building. But he decided to build, but he totally didn't change his decisions. And the head of the uh, uh, Homeland Security, Mayorkas, uh, says we definitely need this wall, but definitely not a wall. And definitely going to build it, but definitely not anything different. And certainly it was always in the budget, but uh, it's also brand new. And before we couldn't do it, but magically we can. So I would like to summarize that by saying it's perfectly clear. Have you noticed that that's what Democrats say when they're going to give you the biggest load of bullshit you've ever seen in your life? 
it's perfectly clear that we're totally against building walls, but we're going to build a wall because we have to. But before we didn't have to, but now we have to because it's necessary. But only we're only doing it because it's necessary, not because we have to, but it is necessary. And we changed all the laws and suspended 26 laws to get it done, uh, which we could have done before, but we didn't because we couldn't. But now we can. But we have the budget, but we're not building much walls, so that's completely different than building walls. And it's more like a physical structure, not so much a wall. Or as I said before, it's totally clear. Now, I would like to uh, echo what other people said. The greatest question ever asked at a press conference, the single greatest question of all time, Peter Ducey. If you didn't see it, it's one for the ages. Because we know that uh, Biden tore down all of Trump's wall. He wasn't, even, he wasn't even willing to keep it where it was, where it was already built. He had to tear it down. Now, he says his feelings about walls have not changed, but, but legally he's required to build it. Do you see where this is going? Biden says, legally I'm required to build it because it's in the budget, but apparently it's also, to le- it's also legal to tear one down because he's done it and nobody complained, right? It's completely legal to tear it down, but he's required to build it. So he has to build it, but he doesn't want it, and he has a pattern of tearing them down when he doesn't want it. So Peter Ducey asked the following question. Once you build the wall, are you going to tear it down? It's the greatest question ever asked. (laughs) Peter Ducey, for the win. Oh, my God. Just the best question ever. Uh, And do you know how that was answered? To be clear, to be perfectly clear, we've been over this. We've been over this, to be perfectly clear. Um, uh, I have not talked to the president about this. We're not going to talk about this. Peter, we're not going to talk about this. No, 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 you had your chance. We're not going to talk. I'm moving on. That's it. That's it. Moving on. I've been perfectly clear. We've been over this. And see. All right. uh, Let's see what's going on. Uh, Mike Lindell, uh, five of his employees are being audited, obviously as a punishment for supporting Trump. Trump's got 91 indictments, obviously politically um, motivated. I saw a compilation clip of... Letitia, what's her last name? Letitia James. Letitia James. And I saw her publicly saying that they had to stop Trump. Like, in public, multiple times, must stop Trump, must stop Trump. Then she gets into office and makes up some ridiculous charges to get Trump. How in the world is she not immediately removed from her job? How in the world? Even if Trump did lots of bad things, there's no way in hell that one specific person who has a history of saying she's going to take him down and obviously looked for a crime before there was reason to look for a crime. 
And, oh, my God. And then, of course, Elon Musk is being investigated in every way that the government can. So can we say that the, uh, gov- that the, um, the government is weaponized against the public? I'd say yes. Uh, before, I didn't, you know, I thought it was just some uh, special cases. I thought, well, that's a bad situation, or there's a special case over there. But we have, I think we've reached the point where if you are a supporter of the president, President Trump, um, that that's enough. Because the FBI literally started a group that's organized just to find uh, and try to stop or suppress Trump supporters. Mega extremists, they're calling them, but they're basically just, you know, Trump supporters. So that's bad. Um, Here's some more uh, fun. Uh, Robin D'Angelo, she wrote, what, White Fragility? So she's one of the leaders in the all white people are racist. And she said this recently. All white people's households are racist. Now, she's white, you should know. She says all white people's households are racist. And that she talked about herself, and she says she isn't any less or more racist than anyone else, and that includes Donald Trump. So the number one spotter of white racism says Donald Trump is no more or less racist than she is. Does that sound like like she softened on that point a little bit? I mean, maybe you should have started with that. Maybe maybe say that first. That's not the last thing you say. Because we've been dealing with, you know, being called racist for, what, ever since her book came out. And now she says, oh, no more than anybody else. Okay. Okay. Well, we have to talk about Hillary, who did an interview, and she said that... uh, Trump's followers are uh, cult members who need to be reprogrammed. Formally reprogrammed. Does that sound like uh, fucking Hitler? It does. Yeah. So she finally went full Hitler. Now, let me be clear. I never. I don't like to say anybody went Hitler unless they do actually something that Hitler did. But this looks like something Hitler did. Didn't Hitler uh, identify a part of his own public and then demonize them? That's sort of exactly what he did. Now, I believe you could call somebody Hitler if they do exactly what Hitler did. So this is Hitler-like. You know, she hasn't done the death camps yet. But if you want to know who is, who is alarmed by this language, Brian Stelter now retired from CNN, but he's still Brian Stelter. He tweeted on, uh, to, the, to her comment, she, he tweeted, uh, what would, quote, formal deprogramming look like? In other words, even he's alarmed. <laughs> even a CNN guy is like, wait a minute, formally deprogrammed in the United States? So if you want to know what going too far looks like, it's that. Uh, that would be going too far. However, what does it mean when uh, Hillary does a public call 
for Trump's uh, supporters to be reprogrammed. What is the... uh, There's a ramification of that. Hillary has summoned the Avatar. Now, if you don't know that reference, I'm not going to explain it. (laughs) If you know, you know. But she has summoned the Avatar. And do you know when the Avatar is summoned? There's a specific situation. There's this very specific situation where the Avatar is summoned. It's when the world needs to be reprogrammed. It's when their minds need to be changed. It's when the problem in the country is not our resources. It's not a shortage of anything. It's that our minds are, minds are broken. That's when the Avatar is summoned. And uh, so the Avatar has been summoned. And it's game on. The country needs to be reprogrammed. The uh, Democrats think the problem is the Republicans. Republicans think the problem is the Democrats. And the Avatar knows it's both. So that's why you need an Avatar. So wait for that. Um, MSNBC uh, says that Elon Musk has turned the X platform into a haven for bigotry. A haven for bigotry. So I'm going to draw a picture now of the full extent of the evil that is now coming upon us. And it's pretty extreme. I've never seen anything like it. So MSNBC, a major network, which is sometimes... uh, people say is associated with our intelligence operation in the United States, is calling free speech bigotry. Now, I would agree that free speech can have bigoted elements, but that's not what's going on here. This is a full call for censorship, and the censorship would apply to people that the good people, the MSNBC hosts, or the people on The View or Joe Biden, have labeled as the bad people. Those would be the bigots. So whenever they talk, it's bigotry. Whenever, whenever the other side talks, it's just good, honest science. But once they can label you as the bigots, which, uh, which Hillary has done, and Joe Biden has done as well, so the first, the first step is to label some group, and then you have to uh, label them as bigots, because once you've labeled them as bigots, you can restrict their free speech. You can also eliminate their ability to earn money in the economy. So that, that's largely what's happening. But you also want the, uh, the justice system and uh, our investigative arms of the country to be on board with this. Because you wouldn't want to be on the wrong team, right? You need to be all on board. So indeed, the FBI literally is targeting MAGA people. So now you've got the government weaponized in a variety of ways. They're auditing people. They're, um, they're targeting MAGA people. They're jailing J6 people. There's a very clear pattern of Democrats jailing Republicans for whatever they can get them for, which would make it haunted, exactly. Best prediction ever made. Um, However, there's an interesting thing happening right now 
which is if RFK Jr. runs for president and a third party, long before the actual election itself, he will know for sure, because there'll be lots of polling, whether he is hurting or helping which candidate. So if we assume that he's not in a place to win, win outright, and he might be, he could actually win outright, but if he's not in a place to win outright, and it looks like it's not going to happen, he would have the ability to either stay in the race and he would know in advance who that would get elected. Let's say it's Trump. Might not be, but let's say it is. And then he would know that if he dropped out before the election itself, that that would reverse, and maybe it would make Biden the president. So RFK Jr. might be the only person who matters. He might be able to determine the next president by choice, not just because of what he's doing, but a month before the actual election, if he looks at the polls, he can just decide who's president. And if I were him, I would put a price tag on that. And I would say, Trump, if you want to be president, I'll stay in. But I'd like to be attorney general. Because RFK Jr. is the only attorney general who could kick as much ass as needs to be kicked without it looking like a um, Nazi Republican takeover. You would almost have to have a Democrat in there. He's the only Democrat who would have no mercy. Am I right? For him, it's personal. I mean, he's not going to say that, but obviously it's personal. His family was killed, maybe, by some of those people. You know, the descendants of them, not the same people. So uh, all of you who say, hey, RFK Jr. would be a good vice president for Trump, zero chance of that happen. It's a stupid idea. It's a stupid idea. Do not pair a Democrat and a Republican on the same ticket. I don't care if it's Trump and RFK. I don't care who it is. Terrible, stupid, terrible, terrible idea. Stop saying it. Stop tweeting it. Terrible, terrible, stupid, 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 worst idea ever. But, Attorney General? I could see that. Because I actually would trust RFK Jr. to follow the law. I would actually, follow, I would actually trust he would follow the law. And I'm not sure I would trust too many other people at the moment. <laughs> so that could happen. That's interesting. If you didn't see that coming... Well, let's talk about the Trump and the nuclear submarine story. So the story as it's developing goes like this. There's this Australian billionaire who was also a member of Mar-a-Lago and I guess knows Trump fairly well, has for a long time. And allegedly, the, uh, and there was a question of Australia buying some submarines from the U.S. So that was an open question at the time that this allegedly happened. And what allegedly happened was that Trump said too much. Uh, there were no documents involved. But the, allegedly, Trump told this billionaire too much about uh, how many warheads were on a sub and how close our subs can get to Russian subs without Russia knowing it. And therefore, it was a terrible security breach. And it's all bad. Now... What does, this have, what does this story have with it that reminds you of some other story? 
Let's see, we've got the Australian connection first. Huh. Just like uh, sort of how the Russia collusion hoax was, right? There was an Australian element, right? So Australian billionaire. Um, We've got the, the Russian element, because it's allegedly how close we can get to Russian subs. Didn't say Chinese subs, said Russian subs. Why not just subs in general? Well, Russia... Oh, Russia is a little more red meat. Um, then it's a, of course, it's a, a nuclear secret. So that's like the ultimate, you know, right on the nose. Don't you think they've been looking for those documents? Remember, I said if there were any nuclear secrets in those documents at Mar-a-Lago, we would know that by now. <laughs> they wouldn't tell us details, but they, but by now somebody would have said. Well, there were some nuclear documents that were really sensitive, if there were, because <laughs> that would be the big story that would leak. Um, so we've got a lot of elements here. We've got, uh, I don't believe there are any documents or witnesses. So although it's not an anonymous source, those are the worst, it's a, a real source who's telling you the story. Sounds reasonably credible. But can you trust any one person telling you a story in a political environment? Not really. Um, But here's the question that the press will never deal with. So what? They're going to make you think past the sale. They're trying to make you think that it was a bad thing. But that makes you think past the question of, what if Russia found out for the first time uh, that Trump said how close our submarines can get? Let, let's just take, take them one at a time. Let's say that happened. Then secondly, imagine, uh, imagine that the Russia thought they knew, but they were off by a mile or so. I don't, I don't know what distances we're talking about, but could they be off by a mile? Would that make any difference to their strategy? What would be different? (laughs) What would they do differently if they knew how stealthy our submarines were? I can't think of anything they would do differently because they already know that they're hard to track and they already know that we got a number of them, but they don't know how many. So they certainly know we can reach their homeland with nukes, right? If they know we can reach their homeland with nukes, then you have complete you know, mutually assured destruction. If you, if you tweak that a little bit, it's still mutually assured destruction. For example, <clears throat> allegedly Trump said something about the number of warheads on a sub. Do you think Russia didn't know that the submarines could carry uh, nuclear multiple warheads? Now, if they thought the number was probably 30, but the real number was 40, or vice versa... Will that change their strategy? How would it? (laughs) How would it make any difference at all? So it might be true that Trump said these things, and I would agree that he should not have said those things if he did. But let's be serious about whether it matters. I doubt it. And secondly, do you think the Russians would take Trump's word for it, knowing he's the most hyperbola hyperbole-producing you know, guy in the world. 
And it was in the context of trying to sell submarines to Australia. Now, imagine for a minute that Trump is trying to sell you something, anything. In this case, it was submarines. Do you think he would say things about those submarines that were slight exaggerations of their capabilities? Well, that would be predictable, wouldn't it? Do you think that if the submarines could... I'll just pick a number randomly. Do you think if they had 40 warheads, that Trump would say they have 40 warheads? Or would he say something like, oh, those things, they could have 40, 50, 60 warheads. You know, if you want to buy something with 60 warheads on it, that's how he talks. He would mention the first number, the real one, but then he would act like it was really a bigger number. <laughs> that's his style. Uh, yeah, the, the, these submarines, you could put 40 warheads on there, 40, 50. If you wanted to, you could put 60 warheads on there, right? That sounds exactly like him, doesn't it? You could have billions and billions of warheads on there. And then how about the exaggeration of how close they could get? Suppose the real number, I don't know what the real number of a submarine would be, that they could get within a mile without being detected. Do you think he would say they can get within a mile without being detected? And he would leave it at that? Or would he say, these are so stealthy, they can walk right up to the exhaust pipe of another uh, Russian submarine, won't even know it. We could be 10 feet away. You'll not even know we're there. Which would sound more like Trump? <laughs> the, the, the least likely possibility is he gave real numbers for either of those two things. That is the lowest level of possibility. Now, imagine that you're Russian intelligence, and you get this report. Ha! Oh, oh. we've, ha! We've got the number of warheads on their submarines. We thought it was 30, but it could be 50 or 60. So, what do you do differently? Do you think if Russia could build a better submarine, they would? I'm sure they would. Do you think if they could do something to you know, build a, an umbrella of defense? I'm sure they would have done it already. Right? What, 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 what are they going to do that's different if they, if they heard this? Because they wouldn't believe it, would they? Yeah, imagine, imagine going to your boss and saying, yeah, we got the number of warheads from Trump. Is the boss going to say, well, that sounds pretty credible? Or is the boss going to say, who? Trump. You mean the guy who failed the fact-checking 35,000 times during his first tour? Yeah, him. We got that, the facts from him. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Not too dependable. All right, um, nukes in space. So apparently Lockheed Martin, Westinghouse, uh, government services, and intuitive machines, so they got some big uh, government funding to build uh, small nuclear um, power plants for Space Force. How many of you remember when Space Force was first created? And I was telling you that if you want a nuclear... You know, um, if, we, if we have any hope at all of controlling space militarily, which we're going to need to, that we would have to go strong with nuclear because that's the obvious way you would power a spaceship. And, and I said that, that should, it should be part of our larger domestic energy program 
because you need to develop people who have the skill to build nuclear facilities. Otherwise, there's nobody to build it for your military. So credit to the Biden administration. They appear to be funding uh, you know, Trump's Space Force, and they appear to be funding it in the most rational way, which is nuclear power. So it is weird that they're so, sort of below the, the level of notice. Even the Democrats know that nuclear power is going to be the thing. Right? It just has to be the thing. So they just can't say it really loudly because it would work against their climate change alarmism. And do you think that the climate change models included Space Force as one of the variables? No. But Space Force is going to create a domestic small nuclear reactor industry, lots of expertise, and there'll be lots of advancements. And that alone would be probably uh, one of the biggest contributors to reducing our load of uh, fossil fuels. So it could be that Space Force is the single biggest variable to end climate change. And who was it who told you that from the start? I did. And here it is. One of my better predictions. But it's all good news for the country. So nuclear is coming. Uh, China has developed a pretty advanced microchip, which has people worried. Because if China can make their own microchips, uh, then they're in a better, better space uh, militarily and economically. The current situation is they buy a lot of their microchips from American chip makers. And uh, we don't sell them the best stuff, so we can restrict the best stuff. But the argument goes that if we completely stop selling chips to China, and there's some talk about that, the chip makers who want to sell those chips are saying, no, that's short-sighted. If, you, if we don't sell chips to China... They're going to build their own chip-making facility, and then it will be advanced, and they'll have any chip they want, and then we're in real trouble. To which I say, that sounds like something that you say when you're trying to prevent somebody from competing with you. That doesn't sound real, because if China wanted advanced chips and had the ability to do it themselves, they would be working overtime to do it themselves. (laughs) You don't think China wants advanced chips? that we won't sell them? Of course they do. If there, was, if there were any way they could make it on their own, they'd be doing it and trying as hard as possible to do it. Apparently they think they can't, or, or they are working on it, and they'll get there no matter what we do. But I don't think whether they buy from us or not, that's going to stop them from trying to make advanced chips. It's the dumbest argument ever. All right. Um... So there's a story about the, uh, the two of the Sin- Sinaloa brothers, El Chapo's kids, who run at least part of the what was the Sinaloa cartel. And there's uh, reports that I think I would, w- I would wait for a confirmation of this to know it's true, but uh, reports that they're, they're trying to shut down the fentanyl business within their own uh, cartel, and that they've actually tortured and murdered people who, who didn't take their instructions and shut down the fentanyl. Now, I don't know if any of this is true, and if it is true, 
You know, maybe there's a bigger context we don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if we haven't worked out some kind of a deal. Because the cartel does not want our military to go in there. Because if the military goes in, they're out of business and dead. But if they simply back off from the one thing that's uh, killing the most Americans, and they go back to just cocaine and heroin, then in theory, they could just go back to being super profitable, uh, but without the risk of our military getting involved. So it could be that the, we worked on a deal with them. It could be they're just being smart, and they know that that, that kind of business can't last forever. As soon as we get a Republican president, the military's going in. I think. Would you agree? The, the moment we get a Republican president, special forces are going to be all over the cartels, I think. So the cartels probably seeing that coming are trying to get out of the business to discourage our military from needing to go in. But they don't control the other cartels or even all of their own cartel at the moment. So I don't see any way we're not going in. Because even if one cartel makes less of it, the others will make more. So I think we're going in. Um, Are you watching the big story with Ozempic? I guess it's a diabetes drug, but it also is associated with losing weight. It's, like, quite expensive. Um, But some are saying it has side effects, and some are saying it's a godsend. Some are saying that you lose weight, but it's not the weight you wanted to lose. It's the wrong kind of weight. I don't know if any of that's true. But do you believe the safety claims of Big Pharma about Ozempic? Or I don't know who makes it, but would you believe any safety claims they make? I wouldn't. Because I don't believe in any medications anymore. And by the way, don't listen to my medical advice. (laughs) Do not listen to my medical advice. It'll get you killed. Really, really don't listen to any of my advice. I'm just telling you my personal opinion. I just don't trust any, any pharma, pharma drugs at all. Some of them surely make a difference and save your life. But I'm not sure about it. <laughs> I don't know which ones. And I don't know if this is one. Is this one that's saving people's lives by you know, saving them from obesity? Or is it just another reason that they don't have to exercise? I don't know. Feels like it might be another reason to not exercise. All right, I'm going to read you a long Robbie Starbuck thread uh, that starts with "Understand what time it is in America," which is sort of a perfectly written introduction. So th- these are a bunch of quick bullet points, but together they form a, a picture that might be alarming. All right, so this is Robbie Starbuck on the X platform. He says, uh, Trump is being prosecuted by Biden's regime plus multiple state-level Democrats. True. Trump is being politically persecuted. The head of, you know, the leading candidate, politically persecuted in America in 2023. That's that's the thing you can say just as matter-of-factly, and people won't even argue the facts of it. (laughs) You know, a Democrat would say, but, but, these are real. But they know they're not. Um... Uh, Robbie goes on, every agency in government has been weaponized to investigate Elon Musk. <clears throat> True. Um, Newsweek just broke the story about the FBI is both investigating Trump voters 
and treating them like terrorists by using the same tools they created to fight ISIS. The DHS, Department of Homeland Security, and CISA, C-I-S-A, use proxies to censor influencers like Robbie Starbuck uh, and Charlie Kirk for opposing Democrats. So in the real world, there was a secret government program to decrease the voice of some Republican types. A real thing in 2023. Um, Grandmas, including one with cancer, who thought they were allowed in the Capitol after police waved them in, were thrown in prison after January 6th, despite zero violence, meaning that the people thrown in prison, some of them had zero violence. Now, none of that's cool. Absolutely none of that is cool. Soros DAs are releasing pedophiles and criminals to carry out record crime. True. Over 7 million illegal immigrants have entered our country under Biden. And then Robbie puts that in context. Listen to this context. Only 14 states have entire populations that are more than 7 million. Did you know that? And of our 50 states, there are only 14 of them that their native population is greater than the number of immigrants we've let in in a year, or under Biden, I guess, under Biden. That's a lot of people. Schools are grooming kids about so-called social justice, gender identity, and sexual topics, including books with porn in them, while hiding it all from their parents. There's no lie there, right? There's no hyperbole. That is a straight statement of fact. Uh, People fear saying they vote Republican, despite Republicans winning the 2022 popular vote, because they know they can lose... What? Republicans won the 2022 popular vote? That didn't happen, did it? What? Oh, 2022, right. I'm sorry, I was thinking of 2020. All right, so yes, his point that you can't even tell people you vote Republican. Um, Doctors are giving kids sex changes with the full support of the White House, including on children of our troops. True. Doctors lose their licenses over disagreeing with the narrative of the Democrats on several different topics. True. On several different topics. And not being wrong, which is important. They're not wrong. They're just disagreeing with the government. Um, I mean, some of them might be wrong. Banks, big tech, and online transaction services have banned prominent influencers for the crime of being conservative. Well, there's a little hyperbole there, but not much. They basically are banned for their politics, so that's true. Um, Inflation and interest rates are destroying our economy in ways that we'll be dealing with for over a decade. 80 to 90% of Congress represent their own interests and lobbyists instead of people. That does feel like the right percentage. I was thinking about this myself, and I do think that there are honest people in Congress. About 10%. 10 to 20%. That would have been my estimate as well. So we don't know that, but that's, that's just what it looks like and feels like. Uh, big tech companies manipulate what the public sees to sell the Democrats' narrative. Correct? Yeah. So our online experience is rigged. Our government experience is rigged. Our schools are rigged. 
Soldiers were fired by the thousands for being conservatives who didn't want the COVID jab. They even denied chaplains religious exemptions. Wow. People are put through public struggle sessions if they say men can't be women. True. The DOJ and Democrats' DAs are deploying lawfare to bankrupt prominent Trump officials and supporters. Uh, The process is the punishment. True. So it doesn't matter if they're convicted. It only matters they're put through hell and bankrupted. True. College kids won't get into schools if they express any conservative views, and many will be failed in classes if professors find out they're conservative. True. That these are real things in the current year. Parents were treated like terrorists by Merrick Garland and the DOJ for protesting school boards over COVID and the sexualization of children. Uh, professional uh, programs to become doctors and nurses are adding steps to screen for ideology to eliminate conservatives. Many do it in sneaky ways. Uh, doctors do this with requirements to get the COVID vax in order to get a residency. Now, that is sneaky. Some states pass laws to take custody from parents who don't affirm the new gender identity of their kids and even legalize kids running away from their state to get an abortion or sex change. True. BLM and Antifa members received multi-million dollar settlements after burning down cities with riots and looting for a year because they're modern-day brown shirts that the Democrats had to reward to ensure they'll do it again in the future. Okay. Uh, And Robbie says, our future is closer to Russia under Stalin, Cuba under Castro, China under Mao, or Venezuela under Maduro, uh, than we are to our Constitution. Um, And he says, Americans won't survive unless Republicans uh, get serious and ruthless, as he says. Ruthless. Well, don't take the ruthless to mean anything violent. Nothing like that. But uh, certainly they're going to have to try harder. And here's what I really think we ought to do. We should challenge Democrats to debates one-on-one. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be just, you know, their champion of the day, our champion of the day. And have some kind of a moderator who can stop the Democrat from interrupting. Because you know how that works, right? As soon as a conservative talks to any, any Republican... The, as soon as the Republican starts to answer the question, the Democrat will bark at them to stop them from answering and then ask another question. And then when they try to answer either one of those questions, the Democrat will bark and ask a third question to just keep, keep them from talking. They obviously know they don't have arguments. Obviously. <laughs> other words, otherwise, they would lead with argument if they had one. So how do we get Democrats to be dumb enough to agree to debate with people who actually know what they're talking about. How do you do that? But that needs to be where this goes. It needs to go the direction of, let's put it under a microscope. Let's, let's see who wins. Now, when I heard that the uh, Republicans didn't allow Vivek and Chris Christie to have their own little private debate, I said to myself, oh my God, we're fucked. You never tell anybody they can't debate anybody just because they're in your fucking club. Oh, such a mistake. 
I mean, the head of the RNC should just be fired for that alone. Um, yeah, I mean, literally, you, the Republicans are desperately trying to maintain freedom of speech, and the argument is that even though you, you can move your lips, you know, that's legal, but if there's some system such as you know, a social media platform that's preventing you from taking your message forward, that, in effect, is like curbing your free speech. In effect. And then the Republicans do it to their own, their own candidates. <clears throat> they became the, like the social media platform influence that told somebody they can't talk to somebody else in public. Amazing. Amazing. So how do we do it? That's the thing that has to be solved. How do we get a good moderator with uh, two people who actually are willing to debate? Uh, I would argue that your best uh, your best best scenario would be uh, a pundit who thinks they actually are right. Somebody who's in the job of being a pundit but could use a little extra attention. <laughs> well, I don't, do you think Phil Bump will ever agree to, be, to talk to anybody who disagrees with him again? I don't think so. Now, Jenk is, Jenk is a possibility because he said he might run for president, right? So Jenk might actually be willing to talk to somebody. Bill Maher would be an imperfect one because he's not exactly on board with the Democrat stuff to begin with. You want somebody who's on board with their own stuff. And I think it would take you about a second before they just started yelling at you. Oprah isn't too smart to do it. She would never do it. See, the the trouble is that the highest level of performance on the left would never take the bait because they know that their game is to control the media. Their game is not to debate. So you need somebody who needs attention but is also a Democrat. So they might throw their side under the bus. No, Rob Reiner would be dumb to debate because he has everything he wants. He puts on his tweets. He gets his attention. There's nothing he wants. So you've got to find somebody who needs the, the extra kick. The atten- well, RFK Jr., no, he's too reasonable. He won't disagree with enough. Gavin Newsom would be interesting. He wouldn't talk to me, though. So, how do we make it a thing? Why don't we just say they're afraid to debate? Then they'll just say, oh, Trump was afraid to debate the Republicans, which would be a good point. Although, you know, strategy. It's more like strategy. (laughs) <laughs> I just saw a funny meme. Jerry Seinfeld, no. Geraldo, no. Geraldo's a Republican, isn't he? I don't even know. Well, he supported Trump, so he's not the one you wanted. You've you got to debate with somebody that the left recognizes as their person. Right? Now, I've done what I can because... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. There are too fewer people to debate with this week than there were last week. So that's a problem. They're dropping like flies. Now, Dershowitz is too reasonable. 
Stop saying people who agree with, with the Republicans. There's no point in having a debate with somebody reasonable. That doesn't... Oh, Olber, do you think Olbermann would... <laughs> can you even imagine... Well, maybe I should, I should challenge Keith Olbermann to a debate. He's crazy enough to do it, isn't he? Is he crazy enough to do it? But I think he would just be like a yeller. I don't think he could be controlled. He'd just be cutting me off and yelling. Maybe it would be better to program, to deprogram um, individual voters. I think I need, to, I need to do a show in which individual uh, Democrats are being reprogrammed by me while they watch. Yeah. We don't want to do professionals. Professionals will be too weaselly. They just won't buy into the process. You need voters who would be capable of changing their minds. Yeah, I, I'm working it out now. I think it's got to be regular voters, not famous people. Yeah, forget about all the famous people. Uh, you destroy their lives. Oh, that's you know, that is a problem, isn't it? If it were a citizen who was not a pundit or a politician, and I embarrassed them on video, that would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't want to ruin anybody's life just because they're hypnotized. How about? All right, here's what I got to do. Um, I'm I'm going to offer to. Let's see if I, I think I'll I'll tweet out an offer. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm going to send this uh, as we speak. Looking for a Democrat who doesn't <laughs> who doesn't believe hypnosis is real. Who doesn't. <laughs> Believe hypnosis is real. To agree to be deprogrammed of their TDS in public. All right, looking for a Democrat who doesn't believe in believe hypnosis is real. To agree to be deprogrammed deprogrammed of their TDS in public by me. All right. Um, I won't get any answers to that because, well, I will get answers, but they will all be fake. Uh, I'll get a troll with no profile picture saying yes. I'll get a bunch of people who are uh, just my own followers will say yes, uh, pretending that they didn't see the part about having to be a Democrat. So, I mean, I, I know where this will go. There will be no legitimate good candidates for this. It just won't happen. Stossel. John Stossel would be interesting as a debate host, wouldn't he? 
All right, do you think anybody's going to take the bait? I believe there will be no takers. Um, well, this is weird. Two quotes. All right. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get anybody. I believe it's going to be uh, crickets on that. All right, everybody. Ooh, Brian Stelter. Oh, Brian Stelter. How much would you like to see me do a Zoom call with Brian Stelter? Oh, I think I think he would be perfect. Because because you know what I you know what I believe about Brian. I believe that he actually is open-minded. <laughs> you might not, but I I have a feeling about him that he was playing you know he was playing CNN's game. My feeling is that he's actually open-minded. It's just a feeling. Sam Harris. Um, Sam Harris is not as good for this because, honestly, his problem looks like uh, a mental illness, if I'm being honest. His problem with Trump looks like mental illness. It doesn't look like there's some knowledge he's lacking or something like that. I think that would be unkind. I don't want to go... I don't want to publicly embarrass somebody who actually has a problem. To me, that looks like a mental problem. I'm no expert, but... I would stay away from it. Made a leftist Twitch streamer what? Stop streaming? <laughs> oh, you really? You got somebody to, to do that? Why would a Democrat risk their life? Well, because they would think they would not be risking their life. They would think that they would be winning the, winning the debate, I guess. Jim Gaffigan? Oh, he'd be interesting. But I don't want to ruin his career. All right, that's all for now. YouTube, thanks for joining. I'll talk to you tomorrow, same place.